This is episode 62, Unfulfilled at Work. How do you know when it's time to leave your job with Corey? Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. So the day I'm recording this is actually the day after the presidential election here in the state. So I am just especially excited and grateful to be doing this right now and just really to connect in with my way that I spread love and consciousness on the planet and healing. I think we're living in a time when so much is changing, obviously, There's lots of expectation hangovers out there and chaos. And from my point of view, whenever that happens, there's, that's an indicator that there's a massive sea change happening. Um, and so it's important during those times that we all do our part to stay out of fear and worry and what ifs and do what we can to bring more love and more healing and connection. And so many of us feel that call. You know, if, if you're listening to this show, you you feel the call to make a difference, to maybe be a light worker, to have your voice heard. And the call may not necessarily be to do something on a public or massive level. Even a call to make changes in your own life truly makes a difference. Each time we individually choose to forgive, be grateful, practice compassion and kindness, and move out of judgment and into acceptance, we impact the world in a positive way that creates ripple effects. And during times when we face challenging situations or expectation hangovers, we're totally ripe for growth. You hear it firsthand on this podcast every episode. Most people call in because there's something in their life they don't like or want to change. They are struggling or hurting or questioning in some way. But what we always get to is the huge opportunity for healing, growth, and change. So today's episode has to do with fulfillment and what to do when we start to feel restless, bored, or lose our passion for something. Corey, who I coach today, is feeling it regarding his job, but many of you may be feeling it in your romantic relationship or either a friendship. And while we think that changing the external situation, like finding a new job or finding a new somebody to be with, is the answer, that's really not often the solution. In fact, it could perpetuate the problem. So as you're listening to this coaching call with Corey, consider, is there an area of your life that you feel unfulfilled? Are you fantasizing about leaving your current job or relationship, thinking that once you find something or someone that is a better fit, you'll feel more fulfilled? Do you relate to being a yes man or a yes woman? Are you afraid of saying no, standing up for yourself, or taking risks due to fear of what other people will think? Do you long to feel safe, validated, and accepted, but it seems like the harder you try to do things to get those things, the more elusive they feel. And just a reminder before we dive into the coaching session that Audible is giving a free 30-day trial to our community. Just go to audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it and get your free trial. All right, let's listen into my coaching session with Corey. Hey, Corey, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. So 
For the last 10 years, I've been an event planner um, at various different locations. And uh, 10 years ago, I was so pumped about event planning and really excited about it. And now 10 years later, I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right anymore. So I'm trying to figure out what's next. Um, It's not as easy as changing socks or, you know, getting a new hairstyle. It's, it's been kind of difficult to figure out what's next. And yeah. So <laughs> Okay. And what don't you enjoy about it anymore? That's a really good question. I feel like the majority of the issue is that I feel just burnout, just the constant in and out. I don't know if you ever had a had to plan any kind of get together or party, but it's you know, I don't do one or two, I do several. I think it's just the constant burnout of just doing them. They're not as fulfilling as they used to be. And one of the things that I was able to discover for myself was that, you know, a few years ago or even 10 years ago, I used to say that I love working with people. I love people. I love people. And I do, but it's not in the same vein of being a people pleaser. Like I've, I've learned and I've gotten myself out of that. And so I'm saying, oh, I don't necessarily have to bend myself over backwards at all times for, you know, people to accept me or for things to go well. I could certainly be in my own space and find other things that are more fulfilling and, you know, not have to, you know, run around and worry about all these different logistical pieces for events. So mm-hmm. so as you've worked with the people pleaser part of you and as you've drowned some boundaries around that, how have you changed how you structure your business and how you show up in your business? So actually, I am working at a, I've never had my own business. I actually have always worked at an organization, whether it's a nonprofit or political or higher education. But that has certainly come up both in my personal and professional life. I think that I have been very aware of trying to carve out spaces for myself when needed. I think that I have tried to not be just a yes person. I think that has really been a big thing for me is to not you know, answer every single email when it, when I receive it or always saying yes to something. And and then, you know, basically putting myself in a pretzel to figure it out. Okay. And how much do you think this career path has helped you with your soul growth and helped you come to these discoveries about yourself and these old patterns that need to shift? Sounds like a lot, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of times we pick career paths and, or relationships or friendships or whatever to illuminate the patterns that need to shift. And it sounds like you might be coming up on the expiration date of this being in alignment anymore um, because you're starting to draw boundaries and you're starting to not be that yes person. So a lot of this has to do with how you identify yourself and how you source love, validation, and acceptance. So my guess is that this stems from, you know, way back when, when you didn't feel loved or you didn't feel accepted and you didn't feel like you mattered and you developed a persona to please others and take care of people. And you're like, oh, wow, if I'm the person that people can rely on, if I'm the person that gets stuff done, if I'm the person that's yes, 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 and shows up, then I like matter. Does this resonate? Uh, totally. Oh okay. my gosh. Uh, yes. Yeah, Great. it does. So tell me a little bit about, as you've kind of discovered that, what you've learned about what this ties to from your past. So 
I mean, it's, it's completely a situation where I've always felt like I was loved conditionally. And I felt like I've had to, you know, get the right grades and do the right things to um, receive love, affection, attention. Um, and I think I think you hit it on the head. I think I've certainly that has been a, a, a certain theme in my life that I've noticed is that external validation has really been a struggle for me um, in not trying to go out and get external validation and really being grounded in who I am and knowing that I don't need to be validated externally, that I could do that for myself. That's really been a part of um, my journey for a while. At least I've I've been aware of that. So, um, how are you doing with that? Like, where are you with that? I, I am much better than I was a few years ago. There are still moments when I feel like I still care a little too much about what others may think or how I'm perceived or if I said the wrong thing. And there are times <laughs> that I still think about if I were to be this way or if I were to do a certain thing, if I would be able to receive love and affection and attention and, and appreciation and validation. So it, it it's, but it's much less than it used to be, but certainly not completely obliterated just right. yet. So. Right. So you see the the issue really isn't the job, mm. right? It, it's, it's more about you so wanting to shift out of this patterning and out of this sort of vibration you're in. And the not feeling the fulfillment in the career anymore is because this method of how you've been getting love, attention, validation, all those kinds of things on like a soul level isn't working anymore. So you need a new strategy. (laughs) And it's wonderful to be aware of it, right? But it's a whole nother thing to really act differently. So my, my encouragement to you would be instead of going, okay, what am I going to do next? Because a lot of times we don't know what the next step is until we get clear enough inside, until we really heal and release a pattern, because it's hard to see clearly when we were aware we want to get out of it, but we're still in it. Because like you said, there are moments when you want to do something, but you care too much about what, what people are going to think or about how you're going to be perceived. And that's mm-hmm. human. I think a lot of people feel that way. But my sense is with you, it's a little more heightened because your sense of belonging is so tied to that. So what I'd encourage you to do, Corey, is to look at your current job and see how you can start showing up even a little more differently in terms of how you can start making behavior changes, boundaries, looking at the way you interact with people, maybe taking more risks in sharing ideas or having things come forward and see if you can transform in the current job right now. Mm -hmm. Because number one, you won't be leaving on a reactive energy and it's hard to start something clean and fresh when we're just reacting and we just want out. Exactly. And it's also, it's like why rebound relationships don't work because they begin in a reaction energy versus being really super, super clear. And then Uh, you you might be surprised. Like you might start to like the job more. Another opportunity may come forward. So I don't think the answer right now is when do you leave and what's the thing you do next? Because I don't know that you know 
unless you do. Do you have an idea of what the next thing is? Not at all. And and this is uh, that. Yeah, I don't know at all. And so the whole point of there's still something for me to learn and there's still a soul assignment. Um, That is an aha moment for me because it makes total sense as to why I haven't been able to shift out. Right. And I and I've done that before where I've just I've left in a reaction reactionary way and it's been a not so good fit when I've gotten to the next thing. So I, I've totally experienced that and I don't want that to happen again. Yeah, I hear you. So what what are some ways, like let's brainstorm, how can you transform the way you're showing up, create some different behaviors and patterns in your current job? that start to shift you out of this people-pleasing outside-in kind of way that you're walking through this right now? I think definitely taking more risk. And I, I think I need to look at that more. What comes up for me are there are opportunities that come up every now and then where I shy away from saying yes to or standing up and, you know, sharing that, oh, I know how to do X, Y, Z, or I, I could be able to help in this way. I, I sometimes shy away from it and I'm not quite sure why. I think sometimes I, I keep telling myself like, oh, I'm an introvert. I could just hang in the back and I can just do what I need to do and it's it's all good. But um, so definitely taking risks, I think is a, a, a big thing for me. Right. Okay. So when you tell yourself I'm an introvert, I can just hang in the back. Um, what does that do for you? <laughs> Cause you know, I know that there's a reason as to why we always do anything, right? We have to get something out of it. So it probably allows me to, um, not challenge myself. It, it allows me to be in a comfortable, safe space. Yeah. Keyword being safe. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how hard are you on yourself when you feel like you mess up or embarrass yourself or? something like that. Way too hard. Yeah. Like brutal. That's what I get too. So that's the other, you're not just trying to keep yourself safe from risk. You're trying to keep yourself safe from yourself. Wow. And that's really core here because this is the root of the issue, right? Because the only place we really get love, validation and acceptance is from, is from ourselves. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, externally we get it as well. And that's wonderful or we don't, but it it doesn't matter if we do or we don't. It all starts from within. And so if you're the one thing you're craving, you're not getting giving to yourself and you know that avoiding that kind of self beat that you put yourself in is really what you're avoiding more than the risk itself. Does that wow. make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like really establishing a better relationship with yourself, with that little one inside you, the, the self-talk, how you respond to quote unquote mistakes, all those kinds of things. So that if you do take a risk or we'll say when you do take a risk, mm-hmm. that you won't have to suffer from the self-beat that can ensue. Does that make sense? Yes. And and I think... You know, it's funny because you tell yourself other reasons as to why you don't take risks. Like sometimes I tell myself like, oh, I just don't feel like, you know, getting into the drama of whatever it is or, oh, how am I going to survive if I do X, Y, Z? 
or how how am I going to be able to handle this different project that I never handled before? I feel like I I give a different reason right. <laughs> than the actual thing itself. I, I don't know how to. Um, Can you give me an example? So there is a project coming up that might still from my job. I consider it to be very not high strong, but not high you know high stress. But um, I find that there are always fast moving pieces. Yeah. And so there's a project coming up in the spring to help out with some uh, events and programs that are outside of my office. And I always shy away from some of those things because I'm always in fear that I'm going to not, goodness, that I'm not going to do well in managing my time with what I have on my plate. So why add something else to my plate? But the things that I would be adding there's a there's some interest there that yeah. you know that there's some interest that I I would have so, but I kind of shy away from that because I I feel like I don't want to mess up and not right. manage my time well for what I have to already do. Right. Well, that's that that, that again that that's the fear the messing up right. So you're right at the core of it is it's it's really, and you don't know that you wouldn't be able to manage your time. You're kind of making up and making assumptions about yeah. what would happen. And again, like when it comes to things we really want to do, we have to let our enthusiasm and our intuition lead more than the rational, practical side sometimes, especially when it comes to shifting behavior. So the other thing is that um, I think that you'll have a way more successful relationship with time as you shift your relationship with yourself. Because as our relationship with ourselves improves, we don't second guess ourselves as much. We commit to being more efficient and more laser focused. We keep our word with ourselves. We keep up our self-care practices. And so, you know, I'm, I'm probably busier than I ever have been, but my self-care and relationship with self is better than it ever has been. So I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have too much. I'm so stressed. So it's how we relate to time that's really the issue, not time itself. So this is just you coming up with excuses to keep yourself safe. That's all. I tell you. Oh, man. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's, which is so funny, though, because and maybe I, I guess I just always done this and just didn't know it. It's one of those things where I feel like sometimes you do have to... If I'm thinking back to like just, you know, childhood things and, and things in my past, but like I've had to always achieve and, and maybe I make make it in my mind that I have to always do the right thing or do it right, do things the right way for me to be accepted. I, I mean, that really, I, I could think of several examples where I feel like you know, either I made a mistake and I'm really hard on myself or I felt like I have to do something in the exact order or how I feel like others would, you know, say that I should do it. And if I, if I don't do things the right way, I'm, yeah, like that's, that's, that's really something. Yeah. And so sweetheart, this is really about being a parent to yourself right now. So I'm going to share with the listeners something, and I don't think that you'll mind. The reason we're talking right now is because you made a video and sent me a yes. message on Instagram, yes. which was the sweetest thing. And you just shared vulnerably. You took a risk and didn't just type something, made a video 
and sent it to me and it was so vulnerable and so authentic. What happened? Yeah. Um, so the most, one of the most recent podcasts you had really uh, touched me. It was about body image and, and managing that. And one of the messages that you shared was um, that sometimes we have to eat sweets to get sweetness in our lives because if we're not experiencing any other anywhere else, we have to find you know ways to, to right. get that. And that was so that rung so true for me because that has been a, a struggle for me is sweets. I mean, I, I have cravings for ice cream and cake and all these different right. things. And of course I have struggles with body image. Um, and I mean, that to me rung so true. And I felt just in that moment, like I just had to get it out. I had to share exactly. with you that that really touched me. And, and I guess in that moment, I didn't really care what, exactly. I, what I looked like. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. And that's why I'm bringing it up, Corey. Because you felt something and you acted on it. You didn't doubt yourself. You didn't second guess yourself. You didn't worry about getting it right. You didn't worry about what I was going to think. You felt something. You listened to your heart and you acted on it. And it was safe, you know, and here we are. And this is, you know, as, as little kids, it's not always safe to act on our feelings. But as grown-ups, when we're the parent of ourselves, we create that safety for ourselves. So what I really want to say to you is that it's safe to really listen to your heart and act on the, that intuition, and people will feel that from you. You're such a love. You have such a bright light. I don't know that you're necessarily an introvert. I think that you really love connecting with people. And that's just so much of who you are, but there's been times you've made yourself invisible because you were just scared. And that's, that's a coping strategy and that's a survival skill. And that worked for a certain amount of time. But this frustration that you're feeling and this lack of fulfillment is, is, you know, kind of your higher self crying out for like a different strategy. It doesn't want to play it safe anymore. It doesn't want to hide anymore. It doesn't want to be invisible anymore. It doesn't want to only feel worthy when being a yes man or taking care of others. You know, you want to speak your truth. You want to have your ideas. Um, you want to be able to share your light and your personality um, and just who you are with more people. It's not the job that's lack of fulfilling. It's you feeling not authentically self-expressed that feels the lack of fulfillment. So if you can really give yourself permission, and again, like work with those younger parts to feel safe and really like write down what Corey authentically fully self-expressed looks like, you know, how you act, what you would need to think, how you would need to behave. Because the, you know, the unconscious mind, the part that collects all the data from all our life is huge. It's like 95% of what drives behavior. And so as we start to learn and as we start to get this awareness, we have to really reprogram our mind and seed it with new beliefs and new thoughts. And it's a daily practice and it takes working on the emotional, mental, behavioral, and even spiritual level. So the more you shift your self-talk, the more you create that emotion of safety and love inside of you, and the more you, that you take different behavior and also know that your true sense of worth, connection, love, you know, comes from source or whatever words you use, the more it will create these new neural nets in your brain. 
But I can tell you just by connecting with you and, and hearing your voice and seeing your face that you you are such a bright light. And my sense is you were born into a family that didn't really understand that and didn't really understand how to parent you, accept you, nurture you, whatever. And so when we feel misunderstood, we do, we become chameleons. We do, we come up with some kind of strategy so that we get by and we fit in. And I just want to say to you, that's, that's over. Like that part of your life can be over, Corey. And like, it's safe now to be who you are, but no one can make that a reality for you other than you. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, I can certainly see, um, all those things being a part of my life and not being able to fully express or feeling that I have to not, ex- you know, keep things inside for safety and, and all these different things. And so I kind of, I guess I've in a way built a box around myself or in some way done my own life. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And that ties into the the food and the body image stuff too, you know, because when we don't think we're worthy on some level, we act that way and do things yeah. that um, are in alignment with that belief. So do you have like close friends, people that you connect with in your life? Yes. yes. Okay. And have they ever given you any feedback like, Oh, Corey, like take the compliment or let us give to you or have they ever given you any of that kind of feedback? Yeah. I remember like to this day, I remember um, a really good friend saying to me like, Corey, you always like, you know, down yourself before anybody gets a chance to experience who you are. Like you always criticize yourself. And I I guess that's a defense mechanism too, just trying to like get out all of my the things that I'm insecure about out there in the open to say that I guess I'm secure about them, but in a way, I guess I'm really not. Right. Right. And we don't want to form connections and bonds with people over our wounds or over our insecurities. Right. And a lot of times we do that because we're like, well, if I'm way harder on myself than anyone else can be, that's like another protective mechanism. So what I want you to start doing with the people that are close to you in your life is really celebrating who you are, like celebrating all the amazing things about you and talking about that and and really receiving from them, like allowing them to give to you, give you compliments, give you acknowledgement, ask them like, what do you, like, why are you my friend? What what do you see in me? You know, and Mm -hmm. let them really give to you and really nurture you and let yourself receive because the other thing with people pleasers who are really hard on themselves is they have a hard time letting love in when it's what you're craving so much, you know, and whoever it was, mom or dad or whoever it was that you didn't get it from, it's like, can you let that cord, that attachment go and really know they did the best they could and open your mind and your eyes and your heart to all the people around you who do see you and do love you. It's so hard when we feel like our own family, even our own parents don't see us or don't fully accept us. It's really, really a hard one, but it's like on on a soul level, we chose them and we come through our families, but we don't belong to them. 
And often, you know, we get so attached to wanting it from them that we block it or, or don't see it in all the other ways that it's coming in. So, you know, grieve whatever you need to grieve around that, Corey, um, and really come into acceptance and know that whoever didn't see you or love you or validate you in the way that you want, they were doing the best they could based on their degree of Mm self-love and forgive them. Yeah. And and you just even saying that I do believe that, you know, I, I totally do believe, um, that they did the best that they could. And I, I think that a lot of us just in whatever, you know, we're doing day to day, we do the best that we can. And I think, I guess what you said earlier, my, my next step is to, is to parent myself. Cause I, I, even in that sense that I've been able to accept that it didn't happen for me, I haven't been able to really fill in those spaces that were still empty. Right. Um, so right. yeah, that's, that's, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So does this give you some insight and some things to work with? Uh, Yes, totally. Oh gosh. Like it's so funny because I've been trying to figure out and say to myself, I have to get out of this industry. I have to do something different. I have to get out of this because I just haven't felt fulfilled. And I guess it just makes so much sense on a soul level. It's not the job itself. It's, it's, you know, understanding it and getting to getting over it and all with getting, yeah. getting over the lesson that you, you know, getting the lesson and accepting what it is that you need to learn. So then therefore you can turn the pivot to something even better. Exactly. So. And yes, exactly. And like, you know, we've both acknowledged you may be transitioning out of this particular industry, but do it from a really aligned place rather than a reactive place. And so this is going to take, you know, I really encourage you, this is going to take some behavioral shifts, right? This is going to take catching yourself in the moment when you're being really hard on yourself and say, I forgive myself for judging myself. And maybe you've heard me talk about before, but I think this would be real useful for you. Get a picture of yourself when you were little, carry it around. Every time you're mean to yourself, look at that picture that's who you're being mean to and, and parent that little boy inside of you who just needs to feel like he can be himself, like that you can be totally yourself and not be judged, not be made wrong, not be told, you know, you can't do that. So that that feeling of safety starts to happen at the same time, connect to your soul family, maybe make a pack for them with them, come up with a code word, say, Hey, when you hear me being hard on myself, like can we just shout out like cinnamon or something like just some code word? So they call you on it. And, and so you can stop breaking that pattern. And when people give you compliments, I want you to practice saying thank you and just letting it in. And when you feel like people are pulling on your energy and the people pleasing is coming up, you can say one of two things, either no right in the moment, or you can say, you know what, let me get back to you on that. So sometimes when we're breaking patterns and we have that habitual yes response, going right Mm -hmm. to no is hard. (laughs) So going, you know what, let me take a pause and get back to you on that is often a great response because it gives you time to to process it and to choose Mm -hmm. a more self-honoring choice. So I know you're very self-reflective. I know you have a lot of awareness and I'm really encouraging you to integrate it by, by some actions here. That sounds like what exactly what I need to do. Awesome. Awesome. 
Awesome. And every time you're craving something sweet, say something sweet to yourself. Oh, yeah. So what's something really sweet you could say to yourself right now? Out loud. Uh, That I, that I was brought here to, brought here on earth to be exactly who I am because and I've even heard this before, Christine, that that I am a, a light, I, that I do bring joy, and that I um, am such a relatable person, and that I have so many good things to offer and share. Hmm. Yeah. See how that feels to say that feels good, doesn't it? Yes. yes, yes. Feels good to like speak in the truth of who we are. And you're creative and you're smart and you're funny and you're loving and you're compassionate and you're personable and you're intuitive. It's like owning all those qualities. So I think make a list of all those things about you, put it on your mirror, remind yourself of it every day. And I, you know, I'm sorry that you didn't get that affirmation um, when you were growing up, but that was, you know, part of the learning. And what's beautiful is that for whatever reason, you found your way onto this path of consciousness, right? You found the tools, yeah. you found the resources. So it just it just goes to show like that this has always been in you and this is the truth of who you are. Yeah. You are a light. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You are so worthy and deserving of love and success and connection and everything your heart longs for. So let it in. Thank you. I definitely need to. Definitely need to. Yeah. And you're ready to. Yes. And willing to. Yes. Yes. I am willing and ready to. Yes. I acknowledge Corey's level of awareness coupled with his ability and willingness to be coachable. He knew a lot yet was still willing to learn, which is key Sometimes a lot of awareness can create blind spots because we think we know everything. I've had to watch that in my relationship with my own coaches and healers. To know that I have a lot of awareness and to trust my inner wisdom and discernment while still remaining open to having my own blind spots be illuminated. I also wanted to share about the video he sent me that we talked about in the episode and how that impacted me personally. So I got that video on a day where I was... um, you know, I I still have those moments where I, my inner critic flares up and I blogged about this and talked about this on last week's episode. And the moment that I got that message from him through Instagram, and I'm Christine Hassler on Instagram, if you don't follow me, was one of those moments where I was kind of in my inner critic mode. And it was just such a blessing to receive it. It was like the perfect time So not only did Corey send that because he felt the call, it was like he was connecting to something in me as well and sent it at the perfect time. And I wanted to share that because often I think that we feel that, you know, that inner call to reach out to someone or to take a risk or to share something and we ignore it. And like I affirm for Corey, I want to affirm from all of you, please don't ignore it. You never know what's going to happen. You know, the only way that you're going to get a no for sure is if you never ask, if you never reach out. The only way that you're really going to fail is if you never try. You've heard me say a lot that 
Regret is far more painful than risk because we can't get back time. So take that risk, send that email, reach out to that person, speak up, do that thing that your intuition has been nudging you to do. Because, you know, first and foremost, you're going to experience such a sense of freedom from giving yourself permission to answer that call. And you never know how it's going to impact someone on the other end. So please don't allow your self-doubt and fear of another person's reaction to stop you from listening to your heart. I promise you, when you act on your heartfelt desires and those impulses that feel like, I just have to do it, often the reaction you get from the other side will be amazing. And even if it's not, like I said, just the act of doing it means you've already made huge steps. So go for it. Take the risk. Let your intuition be louder than your inner critic and your realist. And remember that your realist is often fear in disguise. And fear is false evidence appearing real. All right, so let's break down my session with Corey a little more. You heard how he thought the solution to his lack of fulfillment was changing his job, but he didn't have a clue for what he would want to go and do instead. That's very common. Feeling a lack of fulfillment often comes with a lack of clarity because until we get crystal clear about what we're truly longing for, clarity doesn't come. So in Corey's case, he was really longing to feel fully authentically self-expressed. And the more he does that, the more he's going to get clarity. So I want to ask you, what is it for you? If you're feeling a lack of fulfillment in some aspect of your life, what are you truly longing for? If you're bored in your job, what are you longing for? If you don't feel like you're in love anymore in your relationship, what are you longing for? If you're single, what are you longing for? Tap into that longing. And instead of thinking you need to change your external circumstances, how can you give yourself what you're longing for now? How can you take actions and create behaviors that support you instead of continuing to fantasize that that new job or new person could do it for you? Now it's true that some careers and relationships have what I call expiration dates, but we really only know that when we feel neutral about the situation when we can complete with gratitude, love, and come from a place of clarity and total responsibility versus blaming the job or the person for our discontent. So before you quit your job or leave your relationship, really get super honest with yourself. What is there for you to learn? How is how you are showing up, thinking, feeling, and behaving actually creating your discontent? In other words, how are you a cause rather than an effect of the situation? And now some assignments for you. If there is a situation you're in that you feel unfulfilled, what is it teaching you? What is there for you to learn? Second, what are the behavioral changes you need to make? What are you willing to change on the inside in your life? What are you willing to take 100% responsibility for instead of thinking that you need to change something externally? Next, what did you crave when you were little that you didn't get that you need to give yourself now? And how can your current soul family, even if it's just one person, support you in making these changes? How can you share with them all the amazing things that make you you? How can you be more authentically self-expressed with the people that you know, love, and accept you? And I love the suggestion I gave Corey around having a code word whenever he is critical in front of his friends. Maybe you can make a pact with your friends and really say to them, I really want to work on my inner critic. I'm setting the intention to stop speaking poorly about myself. So when I do, can you say this word? 
and have your friends really enrolled in your intention to be more self-accepting. Hmm. So take a nice deep breath and just breathe into the truth of who you are. And then set the intention to be more authentically self-expressed each and every day. Speak even more kindly to yourself. Know more the truth of who you are, how deserving and lovable you are. I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 